barvy posloucháš. Čujmej se. O novém What the fuck you think this weed raps? I throw punches like a speed bag Ocean blue foreign when I'm waving by Don't gotta put myself on pedestals, I'm way too high My hooligans will play the corner like some gargoyles Ain't no meetings with the boss, my assistant to call you Cut the grass and watch the snakes when they call you And I ain't never got a question if my niggas is loyal This BBM for life Lights flashing from the park by the ambulance Hoodie made they face dark, no evidence for cameras Line into the coat, we be known to keep the hammer there Cheers to all my car heart champions That was Carhartt Champions by Tree Mason, produced by Spanish Ran. Tree Mason joins me for episode 61 of We Going and Presents, and you'll remember episode 57 was Spanish Ran. In this episode, Tree Mason talks to me about the making of Carhartt Champions, working with his brother Aldo, binge-watching The Office, and much, much more. After the episode, make sure you hit up the links all on wegoingin.com. Yeah, Sauce is, Sauce is the homie, too. I met Sauce through Spanish Rant. That's I actually awesome. met Spanish Rant. I actually met Spanish Rant through, through Aldo. Aldo is actually my um my brother. And and we met Spanish Rant way back when, when um Aldo was working on his nose candy project. And Spanish Rant, Aldo, and myself all even went to, like, the same fucking high school. And... um. Just being in the studio with Rand as he was like helping Doe out in like A and R and his nose candy project. Um me and Rand built a relationship ourselves and I even like had like rapped on one of the first beats he ever did. It just I put it out I put it out on like one of my EPs early, early on, maybe like, I don't know, like seven years ago or some shit like that and I had like taken like a little step away from music and everything and this was like once I got back with Rand and Rand started producing again uh, or more like not again but more like heavier and like you know like taking everything serious like uh, he started working with um, Aldo again and and I got, I got plugged right back in with him and he started sending me music and, and we just try to make the fucking greatest music that, that we could possibly want to hear like to me, everything that, that we make is made organically, number one. Um, it's barely any, it's barely anything with Rand sending me music. It's always like, if he sends me something, um, it might be like, a, um, just like the first verse of it, and then we'll get to the studio and then we'll, we'll go more in depth into to creating the, the, the sound and, and the song and everything. And we often create from scratch in the studio a lot of a lot of the music we did on Car Hot Champions was was done that way that's crazy because when I when I talked to Spanish Rand a couple of weeks ago he had mentioned how like every beat he sent to Sauce Heist for the Spanish Sauce Project was used like there were no like oh I don't like this beat like you know every yeah. beat he sent got used it seems like he's got a really good sense of knowing what artists like. I mean, did you feel that same way when you started like getting the beats from, from Rand before going to the studio? I feel like his, he has, uh, uh, his ear is insane. Like his ear for music is crazy. 
he definitely knows how to fit his sound or or fit a artist's sound to their production. I mean, he definitely knows how to put his production to the artist's sound, their cadence. Because to me, when he works with Sauce, the production is, is definitely hard. It's more darker and grittier. More so when, when we do music, it, it has kind of like a, a jazzy vibe to it and also has the same hard and gritty feel to it at the same time that still lets you know this shit is a Spanish rain production. Like, so his, I, I definitely love working with Spanish rain because his ear for music is incredible and he definitely knows how to um, produce for an artist based on this now. And so when you talk about like getting those beats and then going into the studio, how did things change um, in terms of like the sound of the song from like you getting the beat and kind of like starting to, to think about concepts or maybe writing to it versus like going in the studio and actually laying it with Spanish Rand and being able to like give each other that feedback? Well, I, I definitely do try to keep a lot of my songs um, concept based. And so I would either have an idea or, or Rand's beat to just speak to me and then just just the vibe of the the vibe of the beat to just create a concept for me in my mind like as far as like that pop when we created when when he sent me that beat um that shit was like <laughs> game of thrones just ended type shit and um the name of the beat was little finger and I was trying to think of a way how to of how to flip the name Littlefinger and use it as in a story because I definitely wanted to do a story for the that um that beat. And once I I came up with the concept and, and finished the story, I even like had to go back in my own mind and rewrite it because I like I'm like a fucking perfectionist, and so like I got like three drafts in my own like notes about that song. But in the final product, his the in his final product in his final project the the product and, and and the and the concept man like this shit just meshed so well and just fit perfectly and as we're creating it, he's adding sounds he's adding gunshots. My my girl was with us in the studio at the time. He's like yo. Say the say the um oh my god oh my god stop oh my god stop so so that way we can have like the more theatrical vibe going in the in the whole song just to paint more of the picture and and yeah man like Rand working with him is definitely he definitely knows how to build build your sound and I think that's that's definitely what we're working on as far as everything with Spanish Rand myself Sauce Heist Al Doe. You know, we were building a church. We were repping for the Bronx. We were all trying to trying to push forward this 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 music and these lyrics that that we know the people still love amongst all this bullshit that's out. You know, for sure. No, I mean that's crazy. You know, thinking about that work process and and the creative process in terms of going over stuff multiple times. You know, just to make sure you got every detail right. Like, how do you know when you've nailed it and you've got a song right the way you want it? 
Um, I say that I know that a song is the way I want it once I'm able to to sit back, listen to it, and um, even when I write, because uh, I'm definitely a writer. I'm not somebody that just jumped into the booth and just wrapped his life away. Um, but I always listen to myself or write when I'm writing. I think of myself as if, like, I'm another artist or, or like, if fucking, if Jay-Z was to say this, would people think that it's hot? It's fucking... If if Drake was to say this, would people say that it's hot? If fucking Styles or Jada Kiss was to say this, is people still going to think that it's hot? Or what's the way that they're going to say it to make it sound hot or make it sound fire? And once I, once I feel like I'm able to feel like I presented my, my point, I gave punches, I created a concept, and... This shit is undeniable to me. Like, yeah, this shit is fire. I can't make this shit more fire. Like, I, I'm i doing my best, and I feel this is my best, and I know I'm nice, and I have my confidence. So once I once I do have my final 16, and then I, I organize my hook and then develop the second verse, I always look at my... my my song or or my my writing as another artist to make sure like yo this shit is not whack like this shit is not trash this shit can't be trash like and it seems to me like you would get yeah, that kind of honest feedback from guys like Aldo or Spanish Ran. Oh, I come from a <laughs> honest feedback. I, we don't we don't we don't bullshit nobody in that in that camp, man. Like that shit is whack. That shit is that shit is trash, bro. Like we all honest with each other. We all want the best from each other. And as far as myself, Aldo, Spanish Ran, uh, Sauce, my man Blue. Even my man Tom and my man Infinite, man. Like, we all very, very tough critics of music. Super tough critics. So when it comes down to us doing our own shit, that shit better be hot or else niggas is roasting you or it's going to be bad, bro. You Like, you got to come with your A game. There ain't no, ain't no half-step into this shit. You got to go hard, man. And, and that's, that's what's great about the team is that we only want to push each other to be the best possible. It's not, it's not, um, it's not to let you know, like, oh, this is whack, like, on some hateful shit. It's to let you know, like, yo, I know you could do better. My man Tom always say this shit, like, um, whenever myself or Aldo may finish recording a verse, Tom may be like, that's it? That's it. And like, man, fuck you, Tom. That shit fire, bro. What you mean that's it, man? Like, and he just do that to fuck with us, just to make us go harder, and we just all want to motivate each other to be the best possible. That's awesome. Now, how do you build that kind of culture? Because, you know, having a team is one thing, but having a team that's genuinely rooting for each other and supporting each other, you know, is something special. You know, how do you think? 
that you know through BBM and you know obviously being brothers with Aldo and and you guys being related has that strong bond. But like, how do you build that culture where you have that strong team that really supports each other? Loyalty, loyalty, honesty with each other. Um, most of my friends and my close um, friends, we all grew up together. We've all known each other for a very, very long time. We all have the same tattoo on our wrist to share our brotherhood, BBM, Brothers Before Money. And um, that's we've just always had the same, you know, morals and principles. Grew up in the streets together and just sometimes your friends become closer than your family. And that's the type of relationship we all have from myself to Aldo, the Spanish ran, like, we're family. Like, there's no, there's no way around that. You can't tell us different. Like, my BBM brothers or my church homies, like, we we family. Like, it, you got to move like a family. You got to have respect, love, and loyalty for each other in order for everybody to come up and be successful together. For sure. And Rand told me a couple of weeks ago that like when he's decided on who he's going to work with, a big thing he goes off of is just feeling like, does he feel like the person who's reaching out, you know, to possibly work with it? Are they a genuine person? Does that genuineness come across? You know, do you feel like you're a pretty good judge of character too, in terms of determining like, you know, I want to, I want to work with this producer or this artist, but like this one might have to be a pass. Um, I think I'm a great judge of character when it comes down to to things like that. It's like, pardon me, if there's like an artist that wants to work that I feel like has like some sort of ulterior motive or like is not really just like a genuine person to like just cool to be around type shit and get like a weird funny vibe for them, then, then to me you shouldn't work with people like that. Like, you definitely have to go off of the, off of the energy and create the best possible positive like outcome. No, no doubt. And so going back a minute before we start talking more about like the making of Carhartt champions, you know, thinking about you went to high school with your brother Aldo and Spanish Rand was there too. You know, what I didn't you- go with them. They they I didn't go with them. They were they um years older than me. So that you so, so you were we in middle went, school. We went we went to the same high school, yeah. Like, Just not at the they same graduated. time. Yeah. Um I believe Ram graduated before my brother and then I I went to high school after they were after they had already left. Gotcha. So you're coming up behind did you 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 obviously probably didn't even know Spanish Ram at that point, right? At that time I did not. Did you did anybody you went to high school with are they doing music as well? Like, did you keep in touch? Is anybody doing, you know, in a similar lane to you from, from your high school days? Um, yeah, I believe there are a few. So at what point did you and Aldo really make that decision to say, like, let's do this. This is Brothers Before Money BBM. Like, we're going to do this um, and do it for real. Hmm. Well, Aldo always had brothers before money before, like, we always 
were brothers before money, before any, like, music shit. Uh, amongst him and his friends, that was something they started, and I just happened to be his actual brother, to be a part of everything. And um, I say that was very early on, like, he, let me see, yeah, I don't know, fucking old. Seven oh six or some shit like that. Like we've been we've been down for a long time all together. Like so, um, Joe had already been doing music with um for a long time, and I just were always I was a little brother that always wanted to be with his brother. So like I would go to, always beg him to take me to the studio and things like that. And when it came to to me, starting to do music, it was very, like, it was very, like, hard on me. Like, you know, like, he just wanted, like, the best out of me. And it's like, yo, like, this nigga nice, bro. You got to be as nice as this nigga. Like, you you got to you gotta step your shit up. Like, you can't just rap to rap. Like, if you want to rap, you got to be good, bro. Like, so, I say... He started to believe in me <laughs> more so um, once I like dropped like my first project in like high school and shit, and he seemed like I was really serious about actually doing shit. And now years years later, um, I've been a close part of all of his projects, and I've always kept my pen sharp on the side and I just haven't put out my own project and this was just finally time when me and Rand connected to actually put the work forward and put the work out and go hard and we working on videos and everything and you know so BBM started a long long time ago and we are where we are now just through loyalty and consistency man. that's awesome because, you know, you talked about how you kind of took a break a little bit, you know, because I know you had some stuff come out a while ago, and then last year you had 1842 come out. So when you look at yeah, it now... Yeah, like, 1842, my, 1842, my homie Benny Banco. Yep. How, so how has the um, mentality changed where, like, now you're looking at, like, you know, videos and being, like, having, like, a consistent flow of music? Like, what changed to really shift that mindset? I say the way people receive music and the way um, people want to want to um, view what they're listening to and they want to see things now. Everybody has such a short attention span. Um, you gotta, you can't just put something out and hope that people are gonna take it in. You gotta put it out and put the work in and stay consistent and into your um follow-up and your visuals and your social media content and and I just say like the whole fucking process of the, of the game and the way people receive music has changed. That's just something a lot of artists have come to adapt to. No doubt. So getting into, you know, Carhartt Champions, um, first off, you know, thinking about Carhartts, um, you know, it used to be champion hoodies were what people yeah. talked about a lot. And, you know, you talk about how you turned your hoodie um, to a crown. Um, t- 
Talk about like just the, the title of that of Carhartt Champions and what that means to you. That's exactly you. You kind of you already kind of hitting the nail on the head. Like the Carhartt jacket, the champion hoodie. We just put the words together to make it seem like one title, but it's definitely just about the attire that we wear, where we grew up, and and what we went through what we lived through, what we've seen, our experiences, and just translating that into the music. No doubt. And so, um, just just looking at like, that, like, you know, we talked about the writing process and, and um, overall what it was like working with Spanish Ran, but like, what would you say was the most challenging song you had to put together on Carhartt Champions? Hmm. That's a good question. The most challenging song I had to put together on cards. I'd probably say Step Pop. I'd probably say Step Pop. I thought really, I, 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 I put a lot into my thought process in that one. That took me days to, to write. I mean, that's a really deep song too with you know, that really showcases your storytelling ability. Um, how important was it for you to show that side of you that you can that you can put together like really captivating story tracks? That's actually very important to me because I feel like anybody can wrap their ass or compete sometimes people want to hear a story and I've always been a fan of storytellers like Nas and Slick Rick. So I I definitely felt like I had to have one conceptual story in my project for mm -hmm. sure because like while i love like the other songs that's a song that really grabbed me in terms of like you know you have to like listen to the whole story and like you know go back to it and like catch the details you missed the first time around and the second time around um right did you write right. it with that intention that it's not going to be something people can listen to just once and say like i got it but they're going to have to go back and rewind i did it intend for it to to be that way. I thought I was pretty like straightforward with the story and what was going on. But I did have people message me like, yo, but how did this little kid even afford a gun if he couldn't afford shoes? And I'm like, yo, you gotta go back and listen to the story, man. I'm saying that he got it from his brother. He found it in his room when he was playing around. Like you gotta go back and pay attention to these facts and these details of the story. No doubt. Um, I also love the line you said, you know, you get paper like Dunder Mifflin. Are you an Office fan or is that? <laughs> I'm a big fucking Office fan, man. That's amazing. Making paper Dunder Mifflin, blunt and hitting. I definitely was, um, I definitely was writing and uh, I'm in the studio and, and my girlfriend and I are really big um, Office fans. And she was sitting next to me and I was trying to throw in a, a, a line in the rap to make her laugh. And it, it turned out being a, actually a, a, a good bar. Like, it was a good bar. That's awesome. No, I, I loved it. I mean, do you do the, do you watch it through like Netflix now? Yeah, well, we watch it through Netflix all the time. So what's like the longest you've been able to watch it like in one stretch? 
And one shot, I'll say we, I say we've kept it on for like a, a weekend, like seventy-two hours, just on. That's just amazing. Boom, just, for sure. Do 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 both of you have a favorite episode? Um, I do have a favorite episode. My favorite episode is um the the Law and Order episode. It's an episode that Michael Scott um <laughs> is he's auditioning for a theater position and in his theater audition he does a a a, a one man Law and Order SBU scene. Yes. And it and that shit is hilarious. Where he keeps pulling the gun on everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so I always watched The Office, and when, when my um, oldest son was a lot younger, like would be on the carpet, you know, playing Legos and building stuff, and I'd have it on like in the background. And then, like as he got older, he started actually like repeating the jokes and like catching some of the humor. And so, like yeah. I knew, like as he's like five, six years old, he's like he's catching stuff that I figured he'd have to be like a teenager to catch. <laughs> yeah, that that um, you got he he got pretty advanced watching the office and do it. It was like perfect. Teach you, teach you some wise, teach you some wise crap. Exactly, because they got that that deadpan, sarcastic deliveries and like, you know, like just yeah. the the awkward situations. Like he's like able to see the humor in that, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Jim and Jim and Dwight definitely gave you some fucking awkward situations. They're the best. <laughs> oh man, they are. So, have you had? Any, are there any other shows that you're feeling like anything? Um, anything else that you that you can enjoy as much or more? As far as comedy, yeah, or comedy or anything really. Um. Nah, other than that, I'm like a fucking Breaking Bad. Wire, Game of Thrones. Um, those are my shit. So have you I'm watched... a big Dragon I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan too. Mm. Have you That's ever gotten into um Better Call Saul? <laughs> the like the spin off from... I ha I've tried to, but I, I it's never stuck with me. Cause I, that that's what happened to me. I watched like one episode, I didn't like it, but like I keep reading all these good reviews about it, so yeah, yeah I hear good reviews about it too, but I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it. And then I saw the El Camino movie, and that wasn't really good. So Breaking Bad is just ended off for ended off for me. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. And you said Dragon Ball Z. Fun fact: How long have you been into Dragon Ball Z? Since I was a child, like, I'm not like very young. That's awesome. And thinking about what's coming up for you, you know, do you and Aldo have any plans? I'm sure you get asked this a bunch, but like to do a project together? I don't know. I mean, if we do it, it kind of has to be, we're kind of like two perfectionists. So that may be our challenge. But it is very possible it just has to be done for us in the most organic way. To us, if we plan it, it's not going to come out and it's not going to translate well. Like, it's not going to be what we would want it to be. 
at all. If it's like, oh, let's plan to do a joint EP or a joint fucking album, it won't it won't come out fire. We have to do it like organically, do like our own period of time and process. Like if we sit down and try to like pressure ourselves to do a whole project and fucking a month or some shit or two months or some shit like that. It, I don't think it is. It's a translate well. We'll still have fucking bars and it should still be fire, but it won't be the project like we would want it to be or I think what people would anticipate it to be. So for that, we would have to just create it in the most like organic way, like just create random songs together in the studio, hold them to the side, and then one day just release that. For sure, because like you guys did Averex All Stars together on Carhartt Champions, you know what was it like doing? Like that's one of the most recent songs you guys have probably done together. What was it like working on songs with them? Does it? Do you get that big brother little brother dynamic? Always, we're very <laughs> um competitive. We like we're very um supportive, but we're very um comp- I'm very competitive and doing music with him just because I always want to, you know, you always want to one-up your, your big brother and you always want to, you know, catch him in the gut one time. And like, oh, that was a good hit, motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you guys had those arguments about who had the better verse? Um, Nah, we don't argue about who has the better verse. We kind of just, like, bow down when when and pay respect with do when it's do. That's dope. Like we did we did one recently, I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't know if I can say this, I don't know if Ram be mad at me, but we got like a fucking we did like a whole collab song with, with a few other artists, myself, Joe and Sauce and um, and he he came in and Doe did his verse and I thought I had a good one. And he recorded his verse, and I'm like, yo, nah, that's it, my nigga. That's it, that's it. You you got me, you got me. I just had to bow down right away, like, yo, that was fire. That was fire. You got you to gotta know when, like, <laughs> you got to know when, when, when to pay your respect, like, just pay your homage. He do it to me, I do it to him, you know? It's, it's, it's friendly, brotherly competition. Just to sharpen our pens, you know. That's really cool. And um, thinking about how you just got back on Twitter, what was that like for you? I mean, seeing how like you had a couple years absence and then you got back on for Carhartt Champions. What's that been like? I for definitely you? forgot how to use. I definitely forgot how to use Twitter. <laughs> it's a the different whole world. layout was different. The whole layout was different. So, um, yeah, and that shit is it's weird. I'm cool with just like Instagram. So I got I got I do gotta get my Twitter back up and talk my shit because I know people wanna see that. So what do you feel like too, like as an artist, do you find you get the most benefit from? Because like I know a lot of artists like have this like feeling like I have to do social media to keep my name out there, to keep my music you know, at the forefront of people's minds, their playlists, like, where do you find you get the most benefit from in doing, like, what social media helps you the most, do you feel? 
I think Instagram, social media helps the most as far as um, promoting music with social media these days. I think that's where I get the most feedback from. Um, that's where I can lead people to um, if there's something I'm putting out, it's the easiest outlet I have to direct people to the link. No doubt. And do you feel the pressure to have like, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, even five years ago, really, like it was about having cosigns from either like websites or blogs. And a lot of the, the best blogs are kind of shutting their doors or have already shut their doors. And Yeah, the blogs are kind of like straight dead right now. Kind of over blogs to me, it's like everything is like podcast based. Spotify, um, Apple Music, playlist-based, like, that's where you got to get your runs to get your numbers up and shit these days. No doubt. So where do you see the future of, like, artists and, like, promoting their music going? Do you see it being primarily driven by social media, or do you see, like, outside forces being a necessity? I don't think it'll primarily be social media. I think social media will always be a good tool for it. But I... Yeah, that would be my answer. No doubt. So thinking about, like, you got Carhartt Champions out now, you got some videos coming, you know, what's going to be your focus for the next couple of months? For the next couple of months, the focus is going to be... um, working on visuals, um, we're working on more music, I'm trying, I'm working on some merch, and just continue to build the brand and, and to build the, the name and let the people know about this called Hard Champion and Tree Mason.